1: There's joy in every journey.
0: It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Are
3: you talking to yourself versus from some Godfather. movie I've never seen? Oh, okay. Sorry. Have you seen The Godfather, yeah, uh, I hope? Uh, uh, once or twice. It's Mike Shope. I did not see it until my 30s, but then I
0: became obsessed with it. And the Bulldog.
3: I've never been obsessed with it, so I don't know it well enough to have Ooh. picked up on
0: that. I did not care for The Godfather. What? Did not care for the Godfather. I, I don't think it's
3: a movie where you're just like, oh, it's good. Godfather, yeah, I saw that. that was good. It was good. The Godfather, I saw that. I liked it. Like that, that's just sort of you didn't really. see I, it. I'm not. No, I, I'm not in the way of it being an all-time great. I never got obsessed with it.
1: Explain yourself. What didn't you like about
3: it? It insists upon itself.
0: It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. It's not personal. It's strictly business. On WGR Sports Radio 550.
3: Some critics have said this show insists upon itself. I've yes. I've, 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 heard, I've, I've heard I've heard that, that. As well. I've heard that on a I've seen that on a on a a, a message Board or something? Do they still have that. Do we still have message. A message board still out there. It, it still exists. No, no. <laughs> Reddit, right? Yeah, okay. That's about it. Glad to have you with us here on <laughs> Thursday. I am the Bulldog Nate Geary in for Mike show today uh, and tomorrow as well. Uh, phone lines are available to you at eight zero three oh five fifty. We've had a, a fun time today. I, I think it's been fun, right? Reminiscing about some hockey stuff. Some important. that just turns out there are, are three to varying degrees, uh, important or significant uh, things that happened in, in hockey on this date. Um, we've got most recently Terry Pagula buying the Sabres, which happened in 2011. I think I, I stupidly mistakenly said 11 years ago. Um, it's not 11 years ago. It was 2011. Maybe that's where the 11 came from. Anyway, um, that, that became official on this day in 2011 on this day in 2007, the Sabres and Ottawa senators engaged in maybe the last great brawl the sabers have had i mean there there used to be it used to be pretty well it was a very regular occurrence when i was a little kid um and through the 80s, it happened a lot. Their playoff series with the Bruins, Bruce Shoebottom and Lyndon Byers. These are names that the fans of a certain vintage will remember as being villains, along with Mike Hartman and Kevin McGuire on the Saber side. Anyway, um, you know, into the 90s, the game changed. It evolved. You didn't really see that kind of thing, and then there you are in 2007. And Chris Drury gets blindsided by Chris Neal and is concussed. His helmet goes flying. He's bleeding. Drew Stafford steps up and fights Chris Neal. And then Lindy puts Peters and Mayer and... Rookie first NHL game, Patrick Coletta on the ice against Spetza and Heatley, and I don't know who else, if uh, Alfredson, whatever. I just I, I just remember like Spetza might have caught a punch. Heatley really didn't get any heat at all. I mean, Peters went after him, but it sort of they disengaged quickly. You know the big the big highlight of the thing is Marty Baron and Ray Emery, and then yeah. eventually Andrew Peters and Ray Emery. Uh, anyway, very emotional. Lindy Ruff and and Brian Murray, the coaches. They're they're squared off, and the the glass comes down from the Sabers bench. Rob Ray is standing in the middle. A, a highlight that you know any fan who lived through it remembers fondly and emotionally cuz it was really charged the sabers were on their way to winning the president's trophy with the most points in the entire league i know kids really, that happened that happened uh it, it it's a long time ago now but that that happened it is it does strike me here uh that like, that is 17 years ago we're we're, we're looking at a 13 year playoff drought now this is only an opinion, but it is that is also 2007 is the last time I I think I really felt like they could win the cup. That was definitely the last time, right? I yeah. mean, um, you know, after 07, you know after '07 ends, there were playoff teams, but right? it's it, but barely. There's two. Yeah. Um, one that won the division in in nine ten. Miller had that Just, great year, the Olympic year, but like you, nope. Right, that nope. whole season. I remember being in here with Mike, you know, day to day like yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it just didn't we weren't ready to believe yet. And well, we were right. They went out in six games to the Bruins uh in the first round. They make it the following year with a crazy stretch run after Pagula took over. They won like 20 out of 25 or some crazy number. I I, I could look it up, but they they had a crazy heater to end the season and got in and then lost in seven games to the Flyers. Overtime game at home on Easter Sunday. By the way, that was a loss. Oof, tough one. Billy Leno, by the way, if you need him for the Flyers. Anyway, um, it's like the seventeen years is significant in more ways than one because like that 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 was our last real good look at it. I, I think you know, following that season in the playoffs, and of course they lose to Ottawa, and you know they really have not been a a, a real Cup winning looking team. Uh, Since so like there was that and then of course even going further back 44 years ago today was miracle on ice uh, incredible monumental occurrence in American sports. It's it's not just a hockey story. Um, It's amazing to think about what college hockey is now in this country like I you know I was a big hockey fan when I was 14 years old but I mean I had no idea who any of these guys were like no just no idea at all. Um, the game's really grown in the U S and maybe people trace it back to 1980. Anyway, so we've been reminiscing, um, and mostly it's what you miss about the Sabres being, you know, relevant, being a playoff team, being a team that you are emotionally invested in. It's been a long time and a lot of us really miss it. And sometimes I feel like this is the only way to even get into a conversation about them because talking about why Tage Thompson can't score anymore, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Like it just it's gotten it's gotten pretty redundant um here over the last uh, yes, well certainly has. over this season. I mean last season he was a, a rock star monster. I saw um Greg Wasinski is posting these uh a series of stories polling NHL executives and I think players, I'm not sure if players are involved too, but top ten players at every position in the league. And today the center uh position dropped and i read the article went through to see like you know not surprising there's not a saber on there um hasn't been a saber on there yet uh dalene fell out of the top 10 i think he was in last year tage thompson was in the top 10 last year fell out eichel was still in there ninth by the way yes if you're curious anyway 8030550 is the number you want you want to talk about like, just the vibes you're missing out on here with the Sabres, that would be totally cool with us. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the number. Christian is first up this segment. Thank you for calling. Christian, you're on the air here on WGR.
2: Hey, guys. It was November twenty third, 2018 when I first first spoke to Zach. I wasn't sure about the date, but I guess it doesn't seem – it seemed like it was relatively recent, but, gosh, six years has gone by quick. So I, I live in California now. I took my son back to see my mom in Buffalo and my wife over – Thanksgiving week uh, we and we used to go home just go to her house we visit with her but she went to a nursing home the year before so my wife was cool she said she said let's go to Buffalo and let's make it like a vacation it's the first time we can can't stay at your mom's house so we stayed in a hotel downtown and I didn't have tickets to the game it Was against the Canadians my wife said what are you gonna do I said I'm gonna scalp tickets she goes what are you gonna scalp tickets she's from Nebraska so she was like really terrified so I, we, went, we went downtown we walked around I found some tickets we walked in it was an amazing game. It was two to one late. Um, Canadians. We scored, make like it two two, and then Skinner scored in overtime, and the place was going crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think that win put us in first place for like a maybe twelve hours, because <laughs> it <laughs> went downhill pretty quickly afterward. But we were leaving the stadium. People were singing like crazy. It was awesome. I mean, the vibes. It was that that win alone has kept me going still. It's been six six, six and a half years, I guess, or six years, but. Um, awesome. My wife's like these guys in Buffalo. These fans are amazing, and she still sees you know she's it today when we're in California. We're in a mall, and I'm wearing a Bills hat. People are like, "Go Bills!" So you know the Sabres vibe is still with me. Like you said, it doesn't take much for me for me to get going again. I just hope they can give us a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel.
3: Yeah. Thank you for the call, Christian. Yeah. There 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 have been a few moments. Like every now and then, um, you know, we don't we don't reflect on them a lot, but. The starts of season, there was, was a season where they started really hot, and then there's a 10-game there's a, there's a winning streak where it was a lot of overtime and shootout. So it was sort of around Thanksgiving time. Maybe this is, I think, around when the caller is talking about Skinner scores an overtime goal against San Jose. Yeah, I remember that one. Um, around then, the Montreal game was Thanksgiving Friday. As I recall, because we had a house full of people. It was one of these years where my wife had to work on Thanksgiving. So we instead uh, had Thanksgiving on Friday. There have been, you know, here and there uh, moments. You know what, though? It's funny because there have been
4: so few of them. The ones you do have become very memorable moments like that Skinner game was very memorable to me because I think we might have gone 3 more years after that where there was one there wasn't one memorable game. Right. So like there right. the, these games, you know, like to me the most memorable game that's it was the Eichel game was when, you know, Tuck scores the empty netter. Like that's that's a game that sticks out to me. I don't even know if I can tell you about a lot of other ones.
3: It's sad yeah that's that's why that i I have such a specific memory about this regular season game against Minnesota last yeah. year, yeah, where there was no there was no like retirement ceremony, no banner going up, you know no nothing. it was just a Saturday night game against Minnesota, the building was full um and it was an exciting game, and they won six to five and it was raucous and awesome, and yeah uh, you know if if we <laughs> weren't so starved. That game would just sort of blend in into the fabric, but it stands out to me because it honestly, I haven't had an experience in the arena at a hockey game anyway. It's even close to that since I, like forever. Like honestly, like t- 10 years, maybe more.
4: Best time I've had at that in that arena in the last five years is when I saw Stevie Nicks. So, right. That's why I said hockey
3: game. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scott is ne- No, I, I mean, I've had good times in the arena yeah. at other events. That's certainly. It, yeah. Scott is next up. Hi, Scott. Thanks for calling. You're on WGR.
0: Hey, how you guys doing? Great. So I wanted to call and share what I miss most about uh, the Sabres being the playoffs. And Bullog I definitely agree, you know, the weather and rivalries is um, part of it. And I was just starting to think about it. The last time the Sabres were in the playoffs, those handful of times, I was like late high school years, early college years. And at that, I'm 34. So, like, at that time, the Bills in the playoffs was so foreign to me. Like, the early 90s, I was around but too young to really know what was going on. And um, it just made me realize, like, now that we do have the Bills in the playoffs all the time and the Sabres are so foreign in the playoffs that, you know, NFL playoffs are so stressful because it's one game and then you're done if you're out. The stress level is almost higher. And I miss the ride you get to go on in a seven-game series in a playoffs. Mm. You know, you get multiple games that you can watch. You get multiple games you can go to. The weather is getting nicer. You know, you get to know players on the other team because you play them so many more times. And then you develop that rivalry. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I missed that ride of the seven game series, and uh, it's you know, if you lose, it's not really uh, it's not the end of the world. You can dust yourself off and just say, okay, we'll get them back next time. And then you know, just more hockey and more opportunities and more of a ride, and it's, it's fun, and I miss it. So it's.
3: Yeah, for sure, Scott. I I, the the rhythm of a playoff series. I mean, that's just a beautiful job. It's the weather. It's spring, so you're starting to feel like you know, all all right. You know, it's just a little little different energy uh, to that. You, You got a game on Monday night, off day Tuesday. Game on Wednesday, off day Thursday, traveling to the other the other city. Game on Friday, like that. The every other day nature. It's not hard and fast always that way. There are you know, often two or sometimes even three day game breaks uh, uh, in between. But you know, in in my in my head, as I'm thinking about what I miss about it, it's that every other day. Like okay, it's a day in between. Take a breath, okay? And then the next day, the anxiety, as soon as you get up, you're already just thinking about 7 o'clock or 7.30, and it's just sort of trying to get through the day uh, and the tension. Like, I can remember back in 06... Like Mike and I had only been working together for three years at that point. Uh, we we you know obviously been together a long time now and we're we're the best of friends. Um, we weren't super close then. We didn't know each other as well as we as we do now. Certainly, I mean, just you know, time does that. And he, I, I'm sure he would tell you the same thing. Like there were shows during that playoff run in '06 where we were both just so tense that we were just at each other, like just because it was just you know. Energy, just anxiety, and so you're just on edge the entire day. And I know that might sound horrible, but oh my god, I miss that so much. I miss yeah. that 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 feeling of just being on the brink of something. um It's just it's just such a great ride. The the years when they have gone on runs, like I think of like '98 and '99, which for me, professionally um, you know, I'm pretty early in to my career and having that in ninety eight they went to the conference finals, ninety nine obviously they go to the final, and just the run, the feeling in the city, it's so much different than football. Yeah. Um and, and it's not to say it's better. It's just it's just a different thing. I mean, you, it, it's there's just more there's just more to it. It takes longer. You know, I mean e- even even It's a, a process. Yeah, even yeah. a Super Bowl run is, you know, Three weeks, four weeks, and playoff hockey—if you do it right—is two months. Yeah, it's just up and down, and up and down, and ebbs and flows, and it's so great, so great. He, made, the caller made a great point about missing the seven-game series,
4: though. Like, it was just like it. Yeah, there was more into like I, I remember. I mean, what what year would have been the the Philadelphia series? R.J. Umberger would that have been?
3: That, that's oh <laughs> six. That's oh six. Yeah, that's the first round series in 06. That's right,
4: and then they switched jerseys the next year. Yeah. Okay, so it's, yeah, it's the 06. Okay. Um, That Philly series. I remember my parents, we were moving into a new house, and we couldn't watch that game, the Umberger game. We didn't have cable set up. Mm -hmm. So we were listening. I was painting my bedroom, listening on a radio. And remember hearing that hit and being like, what do we do? We we have... (laughs) <laughs> Where do we go to see this right now? Right. Like, because the call was just so un- unbelievable. Right. Um, and you're like, I, what do we do? Do we Can we get a laptop going? Like, what can we do to see? I need to see yeah. a replay of this. Yeah. Um,
3: That's amazing.
4: Yeah, we ended up, we drove somewhere. We we left the house to go watch the third period somewhere. we were like, we, we got to go to the restaurant. We got to go to a bar somewhere to watch, me and my dad. We went somewhere to go watch the rest of that game. And... We thought we could get away with just listening to it on the radio. And then that call and the yeah, hit, right. and then everything else in that series, like we were like, just that. And that was like the peak of that series. But I remember how into that series I got after that and how much I hated Philadelphia because of that series, um, mm. which is weird because, you know, we concussed them. It wasn't really the other way around. But um, <laughs> right, I just, right. there was just that pent up. And I was thinking about this too of like somebody slipped into a coma in 2008, January 1st, 2008. And they woke up today, and you told them that, you know, since then the Sabres have made the playoffs twice, and, you know, the rivalries between Ottawa and Philadelphia mm. are just absolutely meaningless. And, you know, the, the best of the Toronto Sabres rivalry is just that they fill up the arena with Toronto fans. Like, that's, that's what we got. It'd be a pretty grim... Just put me back to sleep. Yeah. Put me, yeah. like... It, to me because of how awesome that era was it would be it would be really hard for me to believe it's gotten here yeah you know yeah. like it, it just tough. would be yeah. again we talked about like how football's different in that like especially in September and October when the bills were still in it during the 17 year you know was, they weren't mathematically eliminated until October or November usually so those were still exciting and the arena the the stadium still popped um, but, you know, there were the times where you were getting blackouts, rolling blackouts the last, in December games because it wasn't a sellout and you weren't watching the game. So, mm-hmm. like, there were times where it got kind of dark here during the drought. Um, but to me, in the NHL, having a 13-year drought, I think feels way more like a 25-year drought than it feels like a 13-year drought. Way worse. It feels so it's much longer than the Bills drought, doesn't it? Way worse. It
3: feels so much longer. It is... It's just way worse yeah it's yeah. It's, <laughs> it's bad it's worse <laughs> I mean, I know the n f l has expanded uh the playoff field to include seven teams in each conference, um so like the uh, the you know it it's changed, but hockey this whole time has been half the teams make it, and you just can't get there yeah right when a couple of weeks ago, um, the Sabers maybe it was around the time of their little break there, and Paul had written this and, and brought this up a few different times. Like they're eight six and one in their last fifteen or something, and if they could have played at that pace all year, that's like a ninety four point pace, and that's that'd be a playoff team. And I'm over here going like eight six and one isn't even good, no, really, like, no. It's, it's it's like barely good. Yep, and like that's all you gotta be, you the NHL barely good and you're in the playoffs yeah and you can't even do that when eight out of 15 games it's incredible it really is incredible luke is next up on wgr hi luke thanks for calling you're on the air
5: hey guys uh thanks for having me on um, Sure. i i was in the building for that columbus 9-4 debacle um you know i chanted fire donnie because i care you know i was fired up and you know, all that energy of me going to the game and you know, wanting them to win was just, you know, directed into you know, negativity. And then, you know, the next game was against Toronto, which I also went to and, you know, even though they were low in the standings, um, man, that had to be one of the best games I've ever been, um, ever. You know, the energy was rocking, even though mm-hmm. it was mostly Toronto fans and you know, people shouting, one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> you know, we want nine. Um, You know, it brought me back to the good old days with Finneganoff, Drew Ree, Andrew Peters. You know, the fans care here. That's why we're booing. Um, That's, you know, that's why, you know, it's a bad environment, as Paul Hamilton said. Um, And that's basically just what I wanted to say. Is Even though times are bad, we're able to find good moments out of this bad season. And, you know, ownership isn't holding up their end of the deal. They're not putting up the product we deserve in Buffalo. but. That's all I got, guys. Thanks for
3: having me. All right, Luke. Appreciate it. You know, I think... Good to put a name with the big problem here with the hockey team is that the fans boo. Well, So thank well, you,
4: Luke. What What I was going to say to Luke, too, is like... Do I need to say I'm kidding? They should start worrying when the booing stops.
3: Yeah, right. Yeah. When the like, booing stops. Yeah. I... I <laughs> you said earlier, fans, you think, go to be like sort of sarcastic. Yeah. Ironic. The lat the lat, well I was at I was at a game in a, in, in the in the Roswell suite they hosted us um, shortly after this but I went to see the the uh, the Bruins home game during the holiday week whatever that was between Christmas and New Year's and that's exactly what what I, I, I first of all it that's was been my experience last lo- loads of Bruins fans there were Sabers fans seated right next to us. A group of you know twenty something dudes, jerseys yep. that were earnestly cheering for the Sabers when the game began, and by midway through the second period, it was it was derisive. It was like the, it was you know t- t- horrible. Yep. It was so, yep. it was just it was not pleasant. And like my reaction to that isn't to stand up and boo uh, or derisively cheer like mock cheer like oh good job. yeah. Like, yeah. I, I just want to go home. Like, I don't want to be there anymore. This is not, that. that's my, you know, this is not, I'm not yelling at you if you boo. Like, if you're there and you're paying to be there Do and you? you want to boo, I mean, if, go as long as, as nuts. As long as you're not ruining someone it's,
4: else's experience, go It's go certainly crazy. warranted. Yeah.
3: But my 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 choice is like, oh, oh yeah, we've got tickets for this game, this game, this game, and this game. I'm like, let me just delete that email. Because I don't want to
4: go. Yeah. I remember we talked about this last year when I was filling in for Mike at some point. Like how after these games, like last year they had brought me back to the point where I was, when I was watching games, first of all, I was watching games every night again. And on top of watching games, I was waiting for Don's press conference after Mm -hmm. every game and watching it on TV, turning the TV off after the end of it and going to bed. I can't point to a game this year where I've made it to that. Um, I tweeted this a couple of weeks ago. I'm also a Knicks fan. God bless my soul. Um, and I've opted on nights where MSG and MSG Plus have both games going to watch the Knicks. And I, I like I like I like that I like the Knicks a lot. I've mm-hmm. been a Knicks fan mm-hmm. for a long time, but I've grew up a very right. very big Sabers fan, and for that to be prioritized in that way, mm-hmm. never right. before. If there had been a Knicks and Sabres game on MSG, would I ever opt for a Knicks game over a Sabres game? And I've done it several times this year.
3: 803-0550 is the number. We're just going to kick it around um, the good old days here, You know, way back in the mid-2000s. Remember that, kids? Gosh. When the Sabres were good and a contender. We miss a lot when they're not, and um, that's been kind of the subject with uh, today being uh, the anniversary of the famous Ottawa brawl between the Sabres and Senators back in 07. It just sort of launched us into this. We'll take more of your calls as we continue. Again, 803-0550 is the number. we got a couple of lines open if you want to hop on. We'll make sure we get to you after this. Nate Gears in for Mike Shope. I am the Bulldog. Thanks for listening to WGR.
4: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.